0: target maximum firepower okay welcome to the brace for impact podcast where we tell you how to be better at star wars armada today we're going to analyze our last battle report review the defensive
1: re- what oh do i not upgrade update that one <coughs> uh, review the <coughs> <laughs> Ion upgrade cards <laughs> see there we go we fixed it okay read the room not the script man
0: no i will read a script i will read it okay okay okay, okay. take two take two okay welcome to the brace for impact podcast where we tell you how to be better at star wars armada Today, we're going to analyze our last battle report, review the Ion upgrade cards, and do some speculation on how Armada can expand past the Clone Wars release. So, uh, rolling into my uh, favorite part of the episode, Uh, we had a battle report that just posted on on YouTube. Um, I think it's Red October versus the Alliance Home Fleet. This one was rough for me. This was a rough one, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this
1: game? Well, let's talk about our fleets. You had the Alliance home fleet. Uh huh. It was the uh, MC eighty. It's a yeah MC
0: so yeah it's, it's MC eighty home one um, with Akbar as the commander and three CR nineties, with the idea being each of these CR nineties has TRC, and the MC eighty has home one. So they'll shoot, and every time they shoot, maybe they're doing concentrate fire, so they're rolling three reds, one of them's guaranteed to be an accuracy, and then one of them I'll change with TRC to a double hit, right? So probably one of the dice will at least be a hit. (laughs) So I'm thinking I'm throwing three dice with each of these three with an accuracy, basically every single shot, right? So in my head, this mm-hmm. is like, this is a thing. I've seen this kind of fish farming list before. It has two VCXs to move tokens around, and I have objectives that kind of give me tokens that I can move around. It just, the, from, from deployment, the, and I feel like I say this in every episode, from deployment, this, this did, like, the start of turn one, my first activation, I was like, this is not going to be a fun time for me. uh and it's mostly because of how cataclysm interacts uh with the onager and basically made it so when i deployed my cr90s they were in firing range of cataclysm on on turn one from the jump they were getting black dice thrown at them which cr90s really don't like a lot at all
1: i don't think anything likes that
0: yeah no no not many things do
1: talk about what what my list was i had I was running Red October, which is an Onager with a bunch, a, a fleet of small ships. I had two Architons with TRC, Advanced Projectors, an Intel Officer. I had a Raider 1 with Iden, Expanded racks, and uh, Gazanti with Hondo, which is what makes the um, Cataclysm shenanigans work. Because Cataclysm says that you have to have a Concentrate Fire token, you can spend that to put your ignition down. Your, your ignition token down on, it, on the board. So, and if you don't... Using Ozzel with that, I, I can hit you pretty hard
0: at the start of turn one, basically. So, if you don't have a Concentrate Fire token, you can't lay the ignition down at all?
1: No, no, no. It's at the start of the ship phase, it lets you do that. And But, normally, you have to put it down after you move.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So, without
1: Cataclysm, I couldn't hit you turn one. at round one. It would have to be at the start of turn two right. that I could shoot at you. Right, But since I had Ozel, Cataclysm, and Hondo, that all works together in a big pile of uh, a fuck you cannon. And
0: basically that plan went off exactly as you would expect it to. You, ex- you being the Imperial player, um, yeah. because I put three low health ships in a cluster... And as it turned out,
1: right, right there in the juicy. Spot I really there. didn't
0: have like enough deployment advantage to wait out you placing the onager directly across the board from them. Basically, the only yeah. way I could have counteracted this would be if if I spread them across the field more. Yeah,
1: like if you had already experienced this this kind of onager fuckery, and you just spread them all across the board.
0: Right. But the idea was that they're close to home one to get their accuracy for free, right? So Exactly. It was yeah.
1: that's that's the whole yeah. deal.
0: Anyway, so we, we deploy playing fire lanes and I place them basically all on the far side of my MC80 from your list. Your your list, you know, two Architons, of raider and an onager and a gazanti kind of all clustered across from me. And I started trying to move most of my fleet to my right-hand side. And fly it kind of toward the back right corner of the board from my perspective. And kind of the idea there.
1: Yeah, where all the Firelands Bringing tokens are.
0: The, the tokens along for the ride with my VCXs. But, you know, activation one of turn two, a CR90 dies. The other one's got like one health left. So I'm basically already down 100 points of fighting force before yeah. a single shot gets fired from my side of the table. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the third CR 90 was literally flying, like I was just trying to run away from the onager's arc. So the only thing that it did was, I think,
1: run right into the Raider
0: Raider and die. Yeah. Die. Um, so it was basically MC 80 against the world and it honestly did pretty good considering that it was fighting two TRC arcitons with advanced projectors. Uh, and an Onager and a Gazanti, which the Gazanti actually killed one of the CR90s.
1: Yep, hilarious.
0: The VCXs didn't really do any damage, and but didn't like zero, right? Because they were moving the Fire Lange tokens. And then the first Architons that the MC80 shot at was only red dice and it survived, I believe, with two health. One health. One health, right. And then two. One,
1: no shields and one health, I think. At the once. end of the
0: game, yeah. Two CR-90s with TRC put shots into it and couldn't do one more hull damage just because of advanced projectors, which we've talked Mm -hmm. about before.
1: I think it's so cool on the Arkitans. I love it.
0: The second shot from the MC-80 did delete an Arkitans because I had my blue dice. But it deleted the other one. But it deleted the second, yeah. Well, I made a choice there, which was, do I make a shot with my MC-80 to do one damage to an Arkitans? Or do I try to delete the other one? And I think that's the correct choice in that scenario. because I think, yeah, I had,
1: objectively that's the correct choice.
0: I had multiple CR-90s that could get the kill. And I had two VCXs as like a... Look, eventually they're going to do one damage to it. Right? hmm So I take out the second Architons. Xi7s is great. And then I decide here between... Moving my MC80 toward my left side of the board to continue to engage in the fight, or move it to, to the right to leave the battle. Essentially,
1: I think this is like a huge deciding factor in the game: is whether you go left or right. With and MC80. I go left
0: from my perspective, left. And I, uh, looking back and rewatching the fight, I should not have, because mm-hmm. there was nothing more to be gained. And only the things that could happen would be that the, it, this ship dies. Yeah. So had I gone to the right, I can keep swinging back around and maybe finish off that one health Arcitans, continue to get fire lanes points, and you know maybe continue to dodge the Onager's front arc ignition arc. I don't know if I could have. I think that you would have lined up the, the Onager to delete the MC80 before the end of the game, even if I'd gone right but I do believe it mm-hmm. would be the, the better move for that game. Yeah. So I go I go left with it, and I try to fight the Onager, and I do get a couple of good shots in on it. I forget about leading shots, so I don't kill the Raider on the final turn. Then I die to the Onager <laughs> on its last activation by like exactly one health after the freaking Onager spends the first four turns of the game. Let's see, the first four turns of the game for the Onager were put the CR 90 at one health, delete a CR 90, to, I believe delete a GR75 and then I believe after that stopped having shots left. That was when you said oh my god there's nothing in my ignition arc, this sucks because everything was dead
1: already. <laughs> I mean yes it. because if I, if I put the ignition token down, that's where I'm firing. Like I can't have the ignition token and then fire from left and right if there's nothing in my ignition arc. So right. I effectively lose a shot. Right. Which is it sucks, yes, but Not I guess much. I just wasn't really—I I wasn't really considering my position at that point. I was just like, "Man, I really need to have my guns on target if I'm going to win this game." But I, at that point, it was—I don't exciting. believe
0: ignition arcs interact with fire lanes. But eventually, I mean, like you were like, "Gonna start getting fire lanes tokens if I had left them over there." Yeah so i started pulling them back toward my mc80 with the vcxs after they failed to kill the Architons. and it, it was actually the turn that you one shot the gr75 with the onager that yeah. like i had a squadron command dialed in to finish off that one health Architons. but of course like first player goes first the gr75 dies the vcxs i know not having rogue and having no ship close enough to command them will never kill the Architons. They'll never shoot it again. So I was like, I need to do something of value with them. So let's have them, you know, come around and try to get these Fire Lanes tokens to continue to to get me points. I mean, they, they did mm-hmm. end up get, like, I did score 150 points, I think, of my points were Fire Lanes tokens. But based on the objective and what I was trying to do, it should have been, you know, 250 points.
1: Yeah, you should have had, like, all of them. Yeah. I think because you went left with your MC80, then you stopped getting tokens. Yep. It, you had like round three. You went you went left instead of right. That's that's three sets of, of tokens you didn't get.
0: It, I, I, I for some reason decided to play the well. I'll just kill his whole fleet game, even though <laughs> I only had one ship left and you had first player. You know, like it was it was just never gonna happen. And I don't know why I thought it would. Yeah. It was never going to happen from the first time you activated the Onager. And I was like, yeah, there's nowhere for my fleet to go that isn't in its Ignition Arc for next turn. Yeah. And and the turn after, basically. Like, there was just nowhere. Well, lesson learned, I think. I hope. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I I surprise myself sometimes you want to talk about some Ion upgrades?
1: Let's talk about all the Ion upgrades. We got Literally all the every ion single one upgrades of upgrades on the list today.
0: Okay, well, I don't think it's fair for anyone but you to introduce the first one.
1: <laughs> all right, so the first Ion upgrade we've got is Heavy Ion Emplacements. It's a blue crit. Exhaust, if you do. The defending hull zone and each adjacent hull zone loses one shield for nine points.
0: So it's 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 three damage to a ship for nine points when you get a blue it's crit. Three,
1: three damage, three shield damage. Mm. It it's not um it's it's kind of similar to assault concussion missiles, but it's only shield damage. So if they have no shields, this effectively does nothing, and you just want to use the normal blue effect. But I think this is a pretty cool card, um, but because of its cost and how it needs a blue crit, which is is pretty difficult to get. Um, I think it's really exclusive to, uh, like larger ships only, like because of how expensive it is. You don't want to like have a whole fleet of like small ships with a nine point upgrade on them. Yeah. And obviously the more, cause there's only two, um, crit icons on the uh, blue die. So you're you're not getting it very often. It's a thirty-three percent chance, right, for one die? Thirty-three, yeah, thirty-three.
0: That does not mean oh, wait, if you roll three die, blue dice.
1: No, no, for for one die, it's twenty-five percent. Because it's got it's got eight sides.
0: Oh, it's two. It's two crit, two accuracy, four hit. Yeah. Oh. True. 25%. So, so if you roll four blue die, that uh, doesn't mean that you're definitely getting it still. <laughs> Trust me.
1: You have, you have like a 75% chance. So you need to have, like if, I mean, if you're planning around heavy ion emplacements, you're probably planning for the wrong thing. Like, yes, yes it, it hurts their redirect and you can use your accuracy icon on their brace without regard for them moving shields or moving as many shields because... It'll have done three damage, but but your whole plan shouldn't be around making heavy ion emplacements work.
0: You know what does a better job of dealing with redirect tokens than heavy ion emplacements? What? Xi7s. Exactly. Xi7s being so good effectively makes this card worse. Like, obviously, yes, there are situations where some ships have this upgrade slot and not the other. But no... No ship with XI7s cares about how many hulls like how many shields are lost on the adjacent hull zone. You're just exactly. gonna drill through the hull zone that you pick and
1: Yeah, like. This this card is good for like an interdictor, I think. Is really the only ship that I've put this on and it felt good. Yeah. Because like don't put this on like an ISD. Put XI7s and leading shots on it. You're going to do more damage that way. Right. Obviously. like and I think this interacts well
0: with is... disposable capacitors, too.
1: Exactly. You you have more chances to get this off, to get your blue crits off. But the problem with it is, like, you really don't have a way to re-roll your dice if you're running this, because you don't have, like, leading shots. So you, you want, like, special commanders like um, Vader to re-roll your dice. For rebels, I think has a better
0: has Kaken and Sholin as an option. Yeah, it's good. So we have some ships on the rebel side, like that you would actually consider this, like uh, MC seventy five or Liberty. You know, has like a significant number of blue dice and a big arc, and um, and can take Kaken and Sholin, whereas the Empire cannot. Right, so they don't yeah. have any like built-in way to re-roll blue dice except for I think Vader Commander, right?
1: Vader Commander, and officer, and you know concentrate fire tokens, but it's not. See, the thing is, like, if you kick in and shool in it, you're saying I'm re-rolling my blue dice, but you obviously have other dice in your pool. You don't have only blues, right? If you have red blanks, why aren't you re-rolling those? Like, if you just right. get hit, hit accuracy. Why are you rolling those dice and not your red ones or your black ones? Like, what are you doing? Right. You're you're planning for this effect to go off when it's it's probably better to do other things.
0: Yeah, it's um, sunk cost fallacy, right? I've spent nine points on this upgrade card, therefore I really want the blue special critical effect to go off. So I need to invest other resources into making sure that my blue special critical effect goes off. So it's like com- between this and you're adding cake in. How many points are you now spending? To, to do you know the shield damage that you want to deal when,
1: when you could just have XI-7s and not worry about that. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's still a, a good card, and I like running it, but I really think it's only on specific ships. Like I said, the Interdictor is what I put this on. It's got yeah. uh, two whole zones that have three dice, and you put disposable capacitors on it, you get a double arc, and you fire this off, and it's probably going to happen. And then what do you think about Raider 2s with it? No, do not put this on a Raider Two.
0: What nah. decaps in Raider, Raider
1: Two? Don't don't invest points into the Raider. Don't invest more points than you want. First of all, the Raider mm-hmm. Two is more expensive, and then you put a nine-point upgrade card on like one of the most delicate little flower ships in the game.
0: Well, you give it this and in disposable capacitors, and then you give it Corvus so it can deploy in a position where it can't be really threatened. Yeah, the
1: problem is it's, it's only got like three blue dice.
0: So like think about this, think about this. One at the side. It's, right?
1: it, it's not enough.
0: You deploy your fleet, they deploy their fleet, right? Mm-hmm. Then you put Cor- Corvus, you know, in a position where if they approach your fleet, Corvus is behind them. Then on yeah. long, your long-range shot, you decaps, then you move into blue range, shoot again, right? So you've got two good shots and a good chance to get HIEs to go off. But, but again, you're building a whole list now around uh, a single yeah, upgrade you're building
1: card. Whole, it's not a, a build-around card. It's an enhancement card that might happen sometime in the game. You'll probably get this once or twice in a single game. Yeah. And I think I mean, like you could probably get it off every single round if you like if you have Admiral Screed, you'll get it every single round. But after a while they'll run out of shields and the effectiveness of this is, is over. Right. And you were wishing you didn't screed and you had a better way to, to re-roll your damage.
0: What uh, like if you're if you're let's say you've you've built your your HIE ship that you really you really want this to work and you you're gonna have a party with it. You deploy af- across from your enemy, what ship are you shooting, like, your HIEs at? You know, what are good targets for this critical effect?
1: Um, any large ship, really. The bigger, I mean, the better. I mean, and also, 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 this isn't really good against small ships, or MSU, because yeah. if you're shooting this at long range with decaps, they just evade your blue crit. Right. And then now you get nothing. Yep. Good job. And um, so, so you want to shoot this at a large ship. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't have evade.
0: And and strip I would some say shields off. The it. number one target is something like an MC80, something yeah. with two redirects. Who really loves to spread the damage across its shields. Mm-hmm. Right. You take away that. From the MC eighty, and suddenly it's an eight health ship with a brace token.
1: Yeah. Like okay. I I would say, this card should exclusively be used, on ships that only, have an ion upgrade, and not a turbo laser. Yeah. Like the Raider two. Interdictor. And that's it. For the um for the Empire, put it on no other ships. Don't no. put this on your Imperial 2 or uh, an ISD 1 because it's only got two blue die out the front. I mean, Imperial 2, is, that's a pretty good choice. It's got a lot of blues, but you have XI 7s. Like There are better
0: choices for the Ion upgrade on an Imperial 2 if you want to take it.
1: Yeah. So this is a card, for the Empire at least, you only put on the Interdictor or Raider 2 and if you put it on a rate of 2 you're probably investing too many points into it. All right. What well, about what about for the rebels? Like do they have ships that have ions and no turbolasers? Um really. What would you what would you put this on? Ah, uh, Liberty. Liberty? Mhm.
0: A Liberty with gunnery teams. But it's an exhaust, so but you're probably not going to get both shots anyway. So, it's Yeah, a Liberty. Yeah. Something that can dance out out of danger and can maybe get behind the enemy and yeah blow up their shields. Maybe,
1: maybe the Star Cruiser variant with four blue die. Right. That's that's a pretty good chance of getting it yeah, at least just, on one one ship. You know. I've
0: just found it hard to keep shit in medium range of the front arc of the Liberty.
1: Yeah, that's that's also a problem. Like if it doesn't have disposable capacitors, then it's yep. even less likely that you'll you'll get this off.
0: All right. Well, the next one, yeah.
1: the next—it's it's a lot of points for a card that'll do something sometimes in some games.
0: The next card we've got is Ion Cannon Batteries, which is another blue critical effect. It says choose and discard one command token from the defender. If okay, the defender does not have any command tokens, the defending hull zone loses one shield. Instead, this is five points. Uh, so obviously, just like we talked about with HIE, it requires a blue critical. We've talked about blue critical effects and the um, difficulty of making sure that they happen, right? Like, uh, you know, like two blue dice, you got a forty ish percent chance of getting that blue critical. Um, so, so here's here's my thoughts about iron cannon batteries. This isn't this is straight up never a card I've attached to a single ship in a single game ever, because yes.
1: I agree, I, I've never done that either.
0: Number one, if I'm removing a command token, how good is that, to be worth five points? Uh, like, And then if they don't have a command token, which in today's meta is fairly common for a ship to just be flying around with zero command tokens, one shield, it's, it's now half the price of HIEs for a third of the, the effectiveness. Yeah. What? Well, like, yeah, it's. I guess it's cheaper and you could use it on both attacks. So, like, okay, but we already talked about how, like, if you're getting a blue critical on both of your arc, like, double arc attacks, like, congratulations, your, your dice are hot, right? Like, it's yeah. probably not what's happening. However, I feel like the future meta of the game command tokens are going to become more important with some of the new cards they're introducing and the new uh, card text that allows you to like spend command tokens to refresh cards that have been tapped so i would be very interested to see something like this become more important in a few months when armada 1.5 comes out And now everyone's stacking command tokens all over the place to make all of these effects proc. And now you're coming in with your ion cannon batteries, preventing those effects. This is very thematic if it goes off, right? Now these cards you want to untap and use, you can't because someone ion cannon batteried you last turn. Yeah. I'm very interested by this card. I just wish that it was more relevant and maybe it will be soon.
1: But even with that, like, is it worth taking ion cannon batteries at five points for that? I, I would say, like because they're changing a lot of points values, like, if this was at three points, I think it would be really interesting, and we would see this card a lot to shut down some of those uh, refreshing cards. Yeah. I mean, this this is one of the, the cards that have existed in the game for, like, basically its entire life that I've never looked at until now and been like, ooh, this card could be interesting. Yep. I think, like, Couple, like one or two point reduction, and then this card is is hot fire in Armada 1.5. There's
0: one card in the Ion category that just unfortunately sucks the oxygen out of the room for all of the other cards. And what's that? I honestly think the game would be better if it didn't exist in this upgrade slot. What? I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. Uh, do you want to move on to the next one? Anything else to say about iron cannon batteries?
1: Not really. This is a card that, like, up until they announced these new, like, this new design space for the cards that is just people look at. and They're like, oh, that that card has cool art. And then they just put it back in their folder. And it's like,
0: you obviously never take this.
1: It does. It's like the art's cool. Shooting laser beams. It's like iron cannon batteries. Oh, everyone loves those. But it does nothing for you. Probably talk to
0: bad. Ion Ion Slot Art on this card. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah honestly.
0: <laughs> okay, the next one is High Capacity Ion Turbines. This is enhanced armament for blue dice. It's a modification your battery armaments for your left and right hull zones are increased by one blue die for eight points. It's actually two points cheaper than the red dice version, I assume because of range or something.
1: Yeah, range and damage output. Because the red dice has the potential for the double hit.
0: This is a very straightforward card. Is your ship going to last long enough and get enough shots out of the side arcs to justify eight points for that extra blue die every time it shoots out of the side arcs? I mean, sh- you know, Akbar fleets maybe would be considering this, but that's normally a red dice world, you know. But yeah. stuff gets into medium range, so I don't, I don't, I, I'll, I'll also never put this on ship four.
1: All right, let me just say I love this card.
0: What? What do you love about this card? I love
1: this card. This card is one of my favorites to run on the ISD Kuat. Why? Because it. Uh, here, let me sh- let me bring up the ISD Kuat. Out of its side, it's got two black, one red, and one blue. Okay. So this increases your potential of getting an accuracy while you're also rolling two black dice. Essentially, three if you you know concentrate, concentrate. right and it's just really good it'll either increase your damage output from your side shot or it'll give you like an accuracy and now you've got you know two blacks with you're gonna have what three damage on them all right now you accuracy your brace and then they just have to take that then you shoot out of your front with the double arc and it's, it's so good and uh, it doesn't take up the... Because uh, Kuats can't take spinal armaments. So you take high-capacity ion turbines and whatever ordnance slot uh, you like. And it just makes your Kuat better. Yeah. I can see that. It makes it, So even even if they dodge your front arc, you're still slapping them in the mouth with five dice. Yeah. And uh, I like running my Kuats with uh, the uh, Salvo upgrade local fire control and uh high capacity doesn't do anything for that i'm, I'm just talking if they dodge your your front arc you shoot them out the side with five they shoot you you roll three back at them and it's yeah i mean they might as well have been in the front arc at it anyway
0: yeah they're i mean it's it's fine it's just boring it's
1: i just mean boring. it's boring but like enhanced armament is also boring Oh yeah, Spinal for sure. is boring, but I think this is on the level of Spinal Enhanced Armament as well. Like Absolutely. Just because it's blue, I think. Because uh, because Kuats, they, they want to get in there. They want to be in black range. So the blue range restriction doesn't really affect them at all.
0: Right, if you're not rolling blue they dice would, on a Kuat, you've lost the game already.
1: Yeah, you're probably cold on this because you like running the the MC-80s who want to be at long range. Maybe medium range, but never close range
0: exactly yeah i guess that's why yeah there's not like the only rebel ships that would that would even i think consider this are mc75s and starhawks because they are fine brawling and basically every other rebel ship wants to dance the mc30 the only exception but i think it's too squishy to
1: put this many points into one more blue die yeah and would you would you put this and not like leading shots what, what would you put for the mc30s ion cannon slot first of all
0: let me make sure that they have one before i say something they do not
1: then <laughs> mc30s don't okay then moving
0: yeah. on moving on to the next card ms1 ion cannons another blue critical effect Uh, Blue critical, choose choose and exhaust one of the defender's upgrade cards. This is only two points.
1: Only two points.
0: However, I have never, and I'm going to confidently say right now, unless this card is changed, I will never be putting this on a ship.
1: (laughs) I will never. Never. This is a card that is too expensive at two points. Yeah. Because, look. You put it in your list, and guess what? Your opponent's upgrade cards don't exhaust. Mm -hmm. Well, hey now. This might have another... um, Like, uh, we were talking about Ion Cannon Batteries. Those cards that exhaust and don't untap, unless you pay the cost. I mean, maybe this could have a home in in the new Armada.
0: No, because... What if you just fly up against a list that doesn't have exhaust cards?
1: Then you've only spent two points, I guess. It's just, it's still too expensive, though. Like... For a card that could do nothing. Right. And and maybe in
0: the new meta, like, there's a ton more cards that exhaust instead of, like, the one time use discard cards. A lot of them become exhaust on condition. And maybe I then mean, maybe this card becomes, this like, meta-relevant yeah. because you're trying to exhaust their cards early. Number one, Mm -hmm. I typically like to be second player. So if I'm exhausting your cards, you're going to activate that ship first and this won't matter. Or you have multiple possibilities for me to exhaust upgrade cards and I exhaust them. And guess what? It doesn't do any damage. It doesn't hurt you. Like I can't think of an upgrade card that I really want to exhaust so badly that's like gonna change the game and
1: I mean the and, only and like, I can think of it would right have now to be on the ship like...
0: that I don't want to be the one doing damage like I could stick this like you should stick this on Raiders right like it's almost like overload pulse which we get to later like you put this blue critical effect on a on a ship that you're not really worried about it doing the big hit it is just here specifically to do this effect to a ship that is needing something super important and you're taking it away from them and then and flying the, off the into other the sunset.
1: That comes into the cost of this card is it basically says blue crit do not do your normal crit effect. Yep. And then exhaust one of the defender's upgrade cards, right? Which is really expensive. Like if they don't have shields on that whole zone or if you punch through like with one damage and you could have had a crit, and instead you exhaust fucking. Who? So, who like. Who do I even target with this? The
0: wet dream of this card is like a big fat Starhawk with ECM on it. Right? And yeah. you come in there with your Raider, and you pff, blue crit, you know, exhaust your ECM. Right? And then maybe they have. Yeah, I mean, and then you shoot them with your ISD, and they can't uh, use ECM, and you accuracy their brace, and you blow them up, right? Like, this is the wet dream of this card, but guess what? Probably not going to happen very often. And Mm, I guess for two points, it doesn't hurt you that much if it doesn't happen, but it's, it's not necessarily the point cost of the card. It is the opportunity cost, and that is the problem with all of these blue critical effects, is they all seem fun and cool, there's an opportunity cost to bring each of them
1: and the cost of them maybe just not happening at all that game
0: and it's because it's just it's honestly just because well like i could put three ms1 ion cannons on three ships for two points it's only six points and if none of them get it it's like i'm not losing the game over this yeah the problem is that it's what they can't take and are, are you are you i don't know if you have anything else to say about this card
1: I mean, not really. I'm just like, I mean, you can do things to make this card happen. But why are you doing that and not having a better fleet?
0: Right. So the the card that sucks the oxygen out of this entire upgrade slot oh, and makes yeah. MS1 ion cannons, high capacity, ion, but all this other stuff seem like, why am I taking that? Is leading shots. Leading Honestly. shots is far and away... The number one best ion cannon upgrade slot. Like bar none. Like no questions. Like having an argument about it is is not like a thing. So <laughs> leading shots for four points. By the way, I'm elite, lead, I'm leading with the points because it's it's crazy. While attacking, you may spend one blue die to reroll any number of dice in your attack pool. Oh man, all, all of how many? All of them? Actually, not all of them. It's Pick which ones you don't like and re-roll those. Wow. Like, Veteran Gunners wishes it was this card, right? Like...
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Veteran Gunners, like, re-roll all your cards. I don't want to re-roll all of them. I only want to re-roll the bad ones, right? So this is saying, yeah. re-roll any of the bad ones you want. It costs you one blue die, which uh, is to a cost fair, I'm willing to pay. <laughs> it is a cost. And, and and that's why this card is four points. But. It can be you, there's no exhaust here. Every shot, you can do this. Against if,
1: squadrons, every yeah, shot.
0: Yeah, I've got an MC-80 with a black-blue, right, that I'm going to roll against squadrons. If I blank, I'm pulling my blue out and re-rolling that black, right? 75% chance of a hit, and I've rolled it twice, guess what? Probably getting a hit well, on that well, squadron. Well, here's
1: the thing, you roll, you roll blue-black, you get a crit and a blank. Okay, the crit doesn't do anything against squadrons. Leading shots, you get an accuracy. It's leading
0: it's shots. it costs it's, that cost is is nothing. The cost is nothing against squadrons, and you can do it on every single shot against a squadron. Not once per battery firing, not once per turn, not exhaust, none of that. It's just fantastic against flak. It's also fantastic against ships. Like, I'm an Akbar MC80. I'm throwing two blues and six reds, and I got. You know, four blank reds. It's happened before. It happened in our most recent battle report. And if I had remembered leading shots existed, I would have picked up that damn blue accuracy, thrown it in the garbage, and re-rolled those four red blanks, and probably killed that raider.
1: You would have for sure killed that raider. It, yeah, leading shots is the problem with the ion slot upgrade cards.
0: If it was gone, all of these other cool ion critical effects become just, oh, well, Am I okay with spending that many points for something that may or may not go off? And it's like, yes or no. But because this card is here, it's, oh, am I willing to put that card in and not take leading shots for four points? And most of the time, that's no. And one Ion
1: Cannons, the the two-point upgrade we just talked about. It's like, it says blue crit, oh, but also, you don't get to run leading shots this game. (gasps) Right. It's like, oh, my ship is now worse for not having leading shots especially especially if it's a large ship if you're rolling like if you're rolling more than three red dice and you have uh, an ion slot and you don't have leading shots you're probably wrong somewhere
0: mathematically you're probably wrong yeah Uh, i want to give some cool examples because this card i think for the rebels is even cooler than for the empire for example Mm -hmm. commander sato Right. Let's say I have uh, Liberty with, you know, four reds and I Sato in, you know, and make a couple of them blues. Right. I can now leading shots at long range. You know, like a gunnery team's leading shots, Liberty can roll four reds and a blue with a concentrate fire dial right at long range for two shots and re-roll the four reds by spending the blue if they need to mm-hmm. on each shot.
1: Or, and you can also do the, the cheeky uh, quad battery turrets, adding one blue die to your attack yeah. pool at long range regardless. You just get infinite value from leading shots.
0: Running a double MC-80 quad battery turret engine text list that's designed to just go speed one. And what it would do is, you know, you have Akbar six reds, you get your blue from QBTs, and then you just basically know you're spending it to re-roll your six reds, like every ah, shot. Well, it's, it's so was good. So good. It's so good. How about defiance? It lets you just add a die of any color. You're like, okay, I'll add the blue at long range on defiance and just get a free re-roll from. What well, like, you got? You've my got title defiance, is just
1: quad battery turrets and leading shots, and you defiance in the black because yep. you already got the blue.
0: It also comes in at the best possible attack timing, which is while attacking. so anytime you want. Um, but only once. So the smart play is to save your leading shots until you've added slash rerolled all of your other possible options, right? So concentrate fire command, add the add the die, you know special cards that add die. Um, maybe you want to um, use your concentrate fire token to reroll a die or whatever like, do all of that first and then pick up the trash with leading shots and reroll it for the win.
1: Whatever that trash might be. Yep. It's it's like any any color of dice is just so incredibly good. This is one of the best cards in the game. Yep. Bar none. And obviously way better than any of these other upgrade cards in the Ion slot could ever hope to be.
0: It's why I wish it wasn't here.
1: This is the Chad ion card all the other ion cards wished that they were as good looking as leading shots and they're just not
0: yeah it could be twice as expensive and still be the best card
1: here yeah it could be twice (laughs) like like what how much would this cost to make you not want to run it
0: uh it would have to be would you run it
1: at 10 points
0: it would have to be more than 10 points for me not to consider running it
1: i think if it was at 10 points i would still be like what that's really good.
0: Yep, yeah, for sure.
1: Any number of dice, like like at how cheap it is, it should be like, oh yeah, just reroll, two more dice, you know.
0: Yeah, or three um, dice. Obviously, this card shines more. It's it gets progressively shinier the more dice are in the dice pool, because you're yeah. you're subtracting a smaller percentage of potential output the more dice you add to the pool. So big, fat ships with big, fat dice pools love this card, right? Like, no CR90 is taking this, right? Like, no Raider no, is PRC really taking on this. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you, you put this on MC80s, Starhawks, ISDs, you know, SSDs, if you're the, you know, if that's your flavor, if you're compensating for something. Yeah. and And... And that's where it belongs you know onager i i think it can take ion cannon
1: nope it can't thank god i would have um, had leading shots on it if it could
0: yeah so th- those are the sh- and, and and that's you know it's a great card That I, i've said enough about it i think but I mean, it, yeah, it's, a great card. it's
1: just it's so good probably should have been the last on our list Now we've got to talk about the rest of these trash cards.
0: Uh, They're not all trash. They're just not all leading shots. So the next one is NK7 ion cannons. I think this card was in the game at launch. Or just after. And I've never placed it on a single ship. Blue critical. You may exhaust this card to force the defender. The defender to choose and discard one of their defense tokens for 10 points. Um, what? Why does the defender get to choose which defense token to throw away, first of all? Second of all, it's another blue critical effect, which I think that basically all of the Ion Cannon cards should be blue critical effects. However, you're exhausting it, so you only get to do it once per turn. The defender chooses the the upgrade token, or the defense token that he doesn't care about the most. You're already in blue range, so maybe he tosses his You know evade token maybe he has two evade tokens and he's like i don't care throw this trash out maybe he's got two redirect maybe this is an mc30 you're shooting at right he's got two evade two redirect he doesn't care about this card maybe you're going up against i don't know a starhawk with six defense tokens he doesn't care about this card ssd don't care about this card like no one cares that you're doing this to them if and and they probably got to spend their freaking defense tokens
1: already like it's just this is another card that has terrible timing for the blue crits because they can spend their defense token first and then discard whatever they want. Right. Like this, this doesn't, just dis- you'll never discard a green defense token with this. It just will never happen. You'll choose it. They'll say, all right, I'll spend it and then discard it. Yep. And also this card, 10 points. It costs how much leading shots should cost. Yeah, exactly. It's absurd. And, like, it's just awful. Why do they get to choose? Why am I paying 10 points for a card that gives my opponent the choice?
0: Oh, I actually think it happens before they can spend. It does not. Yeah, it looks like APTs.
1: No. APTs happens... But unless you can cancel, it's going to happen anyway.
0: Uh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Like, APTs doesn't happen before wow. defense tokens. I'm,
0: like, like thinking about this, and I'm, like, should it work like that? <laughs> it shouldn't work like that, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, Honestly, it's so bad.
1: Like, this card should be, like, okay, they get to choose, but they have to discard one before they spend defense tokens. Then this card would be cool then it would be like, oh, I understand why it's 10 points. Right. It's basically blue crit. Your def- The defender gets to choose to discard one of their red defense tokens, which isn't that incredible. Right. It's just, yeah, it's just not very good. It's just awful. It's, it's an older card. It doesn't check out.
0: It honestly never checked out day one of it being in the game it did not it smelled yeah, it funky it is a rotten fish you know
1: it's like one of those cards that they were like is this too good
0: this could also be two up. points just like ms1 ion cannons and it i
1: it's still not good enough
0: yeah all right next up the only blue critical besides hie that i think ever saw play yeah overload pulse blue critical Probably exhaust lack
1: of other cards
0: well i mean this i mean yes but this card exists is played because of Avenger, but Blue Critical exhausts all of the Defenders' defense tokens for 8 points. Yep. So, what's... so like Comparing this to the previous card, right? Like, it's obvious which one came out later. Like mm-hmm. Overload Pulse it flips over 4 defense tokens for 8 points. NK7 Ion Cannons flips over 1 defense token 2 times, basically.
1: Right? And you have to exhaust it. Overload Pulse, you can use on both Attacks.
0: Both attacks and it exhausts all NK their 7. defense tokens. So now if they do use them They're gone. So essentially it has the same effect as NK7 ion cannons because anyone who gets overload pulse is no, going to no. do No, no,
1: you're, you're, mis, you're mis, uh, appropriating the timing again
0: Well, no, no. This no, I... happens after the after defense they spent, token right. step So so the defense token people like the defender can spend them on this attack first before overload pulse, right? Yep but what I'm saying is, let's say you get Overload Pulse to go off. you mm-hmm. flipped all of their defense tokens, right? Yes. Now, your other ships throughout the round can shoot at them.
1: And then they have to spend their red tokens.
0: Which down. means they're discarded, just like you would have done if it's NK-7 ion cannons. Like, yeah, they get another You set up before they discard it. But most players play in a way that they're saving their defense tokens for later rounds and trying not to burn them early and all of that stuff. So its effect is just so significantly better than nk7 and it's two points cheaper like it's like ridiculous
1: yeah like if, if you ever look at nk7 and you're like oh I, I have an idea for this just put overload pulse in there instead there you go nk7 yeah. would be good if you got to choose if you could target that would their be hectic. that'd be pretty heck it would be fucking better. good yeah
0: it would It'd be, be better. way better you'd be like trying to snipe their brace token you know like
1: yeah I mean but no they one will ever on discard the... you're shooting at them but right. Yeah, no one would ever choose to discard their brace first when they have contains evades, you know? It's
0: like So, overload pulse, this became the hotness with Avenger on an ISD and the idea here was um Avenger's timing with overload pulse um was it that you had to shoot it with something else first? Or Avenger itself could flip your defense token? You have tokens? to
1: shoot it with something else first. Right. And then once Avenger is shooting at the target that has red defense tokens, it can't spend them.
0: And then it dies.
1: Yeah. This was the previous Avenger combo before boarding troopers. Which is even better. Which, which is even better. That's why you don't see this card anymore. But I mean, the Overload Pulse Avenger combo seemed fair i mean it seemed more fair than boarding trooper avenger
0: that's true because you
1: need another ship to come in yeah and hit the target and i mean you can play around that and kill that ship before it it, it shoots at you
0: yeah overload pulse avenger felt better because even if the avenger player was the first player and they got overload pulse to go off on their setup ship usually like a like a raider or something i think
1: but then you get to activate the setup but then ship. That and ship move away.
0: got that got screwed, you can try to move it out of arc, right? Like
1: yeah.
0: and then boarding trooper Avenger comes in and is like, no, I'm gonna overload pulse my for myself with boarding troopers and then shoot you all in one activation and just delete a ship off the face of the earth with no counterplay. I think yeah, overload the pulse with is,
1: troopers is is it has no counterplay you can't do anything right overload pulse at least felt like you've had some kind of choice of hey, I'm gonna activate this ship. It's targeted by Avenger like if I don't get it out of the fucking way It's gonna get vaporized. Yeah,
0: I'll say if you remove leading shots from this set of cards overload pulse and HIE are the most Usable blue crit effects. They're the ones you should consider putting in your fleet if you want a blue critic effect and ion cannon batteries is the one that i think uh is cute I and maybe good in ion the future cannon
1: batteries and the ms1s might have some play in armada 1.5
0: don't tell me ms1s it's never gonna be played
1: it, i mean for cheap ships i mean it could happen put it on like a fucking raider or something i don't know it's yeah. just like an extra throw-in card. It's only two points put it on like a ship
0: Yeah, sure
1: I think it, I think it would have some I'm just talking about it could have a use <laughs> instead of being effectively like I Think I bought a ship one time. I just threw this card away. And I was like I never use it. It's awful. Yeah, I Need more than three ms1 ion cannons in what reality are we living in? All oh, right,
0: need more than three one more ion battery This one is SW7s. I actually like this card. Um, It's not a blue critical effect, but while attacking a ship, each of your unspent blue accuracy icons adds one damage to the damage total, five points. Uh, I like this card because it's a blue upgrade card designed for ships with small dice pools, something you've probably Mm -hmm. heard us talk about this whole time is like a lot of these cards want big honking blue dice pools because as you increase the number of blue dice in your shot the percent chance of a critical gets bigger but this one does not
1: all ion upgrades are crit effects
0: yeah and this one doesn't care about about getting a blue critical it really doesn't even care about getting a blue accuracy what this card actually says is while attacking a ship each of your blue dice does one damage right like no matter what. No matter what. I mean, like, yeah, if you spend the accuracy, you lose the damage. But ideally on a ship that you're putting this on, you don't want to spend your accuracies. For example, a CR-90B, right? Three blues out of the front. You roll them. Three hits, guaranteed, every time. But every time. why would you, like, let's say you get hit crit accuracy, right? You're shooting something. Why would you spend the accuracy to target a brace so your damage goes from 3 to 2 when you spend your accuracy? But if you leave it as 3 damage, they spend, they spend it, yeah. they have to burn the brace, flip it over to take your damage from 3 to 2. So it, it in small dice pools, it makes you do more damage, quote-unquote damage. It's the same damage, but you're also taking away tokens, right? Wow. Yeah. I love it. It's so fun. This is on, one of the
1: better designs for Ion upgrades.
0: On small battery pools. It's so fun.
1: Well, I've also used this on large battery pools. I, I remember um, putting this on an ISD2 Avenger. Scary. Now, whenever whenever I pop my Avenger, if I get a red accuracy, or also, I mean, if you're running Avenger and your combo works, you don't need accuracies. This is good on Avenger. I never thought about that before. My base damage is four blue dice. Like, four four damage. Always. Yeah. You'll never luck out and I'll roll three accuracies, which do nothing for me. There's four damage.
0: What? Um, my... Avenger isn't normally on a Kuat or is it an ISD2?
1: Um, They normally go on ISD2 or Kuat. So, or like... No, I, I like to put them on the Simon. I put a Chimera on Kuat. And uh, Avenger on the side, yeah.
0: Because it like like a Kuat has a only has two range. blue out of the front, an ISD two has four. So, but I think you have to be close range for boarding troopers anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Kuat, I think, is is best, and then you wouldn't put you wouldn't put SWs on this.
1: I run this card on um, ISD twos in Sloan fleets. This is really where it's home. Is Not at, Avenger, just regular ISD twos. No, no, ISD2 Avenger in a Sloan Fleet. That's where this card's niche is in the Empire. Because if you're running ISD2 in a Sloan Fleet, you might not have targets for accuracies.
0: Right, because you might have just your squadrons, all of their defense tokens. Yeah.
1: but And now this card says you do more damage because of that.
0: That's an interesting idea for sure.
1: Uh, I think that's the only time I've run this card, though, is an ISD2 Sloan Fleet.
0: It does something fun fun with your blue dice and that's why I like this card a lot.
1: I like it, yeah, it's cool. I think, yeah, you saying that it's for like CR90, what was it, Bs? Yeah. With all those blue die, that's that's a really interesting tactic to get them to strip a lot of tokens.
0: Yeah, it's like the only other viable CR90 apart from like a TRC, CR90A, right? Like, this is the alternate version. It's not as popular because you... Are in medium range, which means your evades suck now. So generally, well, about, you want avoid um, this, but like yeah. an
1: SW7 Mon Mothma fleet.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, I could see it. You,
1: you run Mon Mothma, you run a bunch of like maybe three or four SW7 CR90s. That could be cool.
0: It could be cool. Could be cool.
1: Yeah, a lot of the Ion upgrades suffer from just poor design and timing. Like, blue crit. My timing sucks, actually. So my blue crit doesn't really do anything.
0: Most of them actually suffer from leading shots being here. It needs to just be a different That's type true. of upgrade. Like, make leading shots, you know, offensive like... Offensive retrofit. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Because everything yeah. sucks like in the offensive retrofits, was... right? Like
1: Yeah. And, like... The kinds of ships that want leading shots don't want anything in the offensive retrofit slot. Right. But the kinds of ships that don't want leading shots want all the other shit, like expanded hangar bay and all that other nonsense that's in offensive retrofit. That's an and interesting then idea. You you change you change it to offensive retrofit, increase the price. It's now six points. Yeah. Still take it. But now you get a cool. I, I think that's why it's in the ion upgrade slot, because it would be fucking. Ghastly to run up against a ship that can reroll and guarantee its blue crits. Yeah, I suppose so.
0: I suppose so. All right. Well, that's everything um, on ion upgrades, right? That's yeah. all of them for now. I'm very excited for segment three because I think you asked a very interesting question. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, the next wave is. Clone Wars, and the wave after that is more Clone Wars, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was another wave after that, that was more Clone Wars, right?
1: Well, I mean, let's just real talk. Like, we've already seen this pattern. Clone Wars gets released, and they have to keep outputting in Clone Wars factions, Republican Separatists, to balance out the game. Like, I mean, it's just a game balance thing. And this happened in X-Wing 2.0. Yep. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just what happened. Right. You will just get waves of ex- exclusive Clone Wars. Exclusive yep. Clone Wars. Clone so, Wars and then a scum ship. I would know? say like, for a
0: while, we won't see much for the Civil War factions, for the original trilogy stuff. But they have said that they aren't abandoning that section in terms of content. So, if that's the case, and new stuff comes out for the Civil War factions, you know, what does that what does that look like? Because there's not really many ships that we haven't already seen in the game that exist in that timeline. Yeah,
1: I mean, like the inclusion of the Starhawk and the Onager. I don't know where they can go from there. Like what do you add to the game after those two ships, which didn't really exist anywhere ever?
0: They have invented multiple ships now, for both for both factions almost, um, out of basically thin air, to allow them to produce new content. And I love the Starhawk, and I, I really mean, like the Onager. I mean,
1: the Raider, the Raider didn't exist before right. Fantasy Flight made it for yep. X-wing. I mean, the, a match. the Quasar the, didn't the exist
0: Corvette. when Armada started, right? Rebels introduced it and they were like, you know, bring it in.
1: Yeah, like sick new content, you know?
0: Right. Um, but the
1: Onager, I think that was just like an image in some Star Wars reference book.
0: Yeah, and the Starhawk they designed and no one had seen it before. Yeah. Which is really cool. So, um, I mean, I don't really want to speculate on them inventing new ships because, you know, I don't think that. I would be able to have any sort of accuracy with that kind of conversation but yeah and i mean, mean
1: you can say like oh well there's all these expanded universe capital ships like the isd interdictor and you know oh didn't you didn't you realize there's the the pallian class uh star destroyer or whatever yes everyone knows we all know that care. those exist in the expanded universe the problem is You can't license that shit. I mean, it has to have some kind of inclusion in the new hotness for FFG. Like, they can't do anything about that. Obviously, you can get whatever you want printed from Mel's miniatures. That's not what we're talking about. So,
0: I'm actually, yeah, like, everything that I'm going to suggest or speculate upon as future Civil War faction content is not invention of new ship designs wholesale even though they've already kind of done that i don't think that's worthy of my time to speculate so here is one of my thoughts and the most obvious one to do is another expansion that they did like the chimera basically an alt paint version of a ship we already have the model's identical so they don't need to design a new model they don't really need to change the balance of the ship very much right like you're saying same hull same defense tokens maybe that maybe they change it you know whatever but like same general same chassis they change the dice batteries and the upgrade possibilities and they include new upgrades right like just like a a redo and uh of that ship to give us more options to field the iconic looking designs you know Mm -hmm. target number one should be the victory target number 2 should be the assault frigate, target number 3 should probably be the raider, right? Like these ships that we know aren't super super great in the meta of the game because, you know, they were designed early or, you know, something doesn't click with them. Give them another chance at life via, you know, a, a repaint redo expansion.
1: Yeah. And we've seen things like this happen before with FFG uh, the kind of thing I'm suggesting is uh, they're getting really into um, these. Uh, not I'm not saying aces pack, but the um, the new squadron packs that they've been teasing, like uh, the heroes of the resistance for X-wing. Yeah. Where you have multiple different ships in one yeah. pack, yeah. a bunch of different upgrade cards. Yeah. Now, here's what I think is going to happen. And this is where I'm speculating the most here, is there's been a lot of um, delays in uh, restocking with a lot of different ships. Yep. But if you look at specifically which ones are out of stock a lot, MC-75, Hammerheads, ISD, Chimera, all out of stock for a while, a long time, like hard to find. All of those ships were Scarif ships. Yeah. And so I think what we're going to see next is, like, Scarif packs. You know, attack on Scarif-designed ships. Like, you get um, Profundity, but Profundity comes with two U-wings. You yeah. get um, a Hammerhead pack, but the Hammerheads come with a couple squads of Scarif X-wings. Yeah. And shit like that that's what i think because because they've already done something like that where a large ship comes with extra squadrons and that's the chimera and i think that one didn't work out pretty well i mean all the stuff for the chimera is awesome but the gauntlet fighters are actually trash just because raid is bad
0: is why the gauntlet fighters are bad
1: and they're too expensive to do anything. Yeah, but if Raid was good, the way, they would be f- Well, Raid flyable. is good, but Raid's good only on Kanan Jarrus. On every other thing Raid is bad.
0: Kanan is
1: the only good Raid ship.
0: It's, yeah, I mean that's fine, but that doesn't make Raid good in general. But um so basically you're you're saying not an Aces pack like when they did a reskin of the A-wing and the B-wing with a few upgrade cards. You're saying an Aces pack more like the new expansion that's coming out for x-wing with the the two x the i think it's two a-wings and an x-wing or two x-wings and an a-wing yeah
1: and they're they're alternate paint schemes They come with all new upgrades they come with all new um pilots and stuff but it's gonna be for like
0: but it's it's themed around engagement. a specific event it's,
1: yes it's themed around a battle you'll have one for scare you'll have one for um endor you'll have one for Especially what's coming out in Star Wars Squadrons. That's where we're going to see a lot of new content. Whatever kinds of missions they have, FFG is going to slurp that shit up. Each each campaign mission, it's going to be at the Nadiri Dockyards. We're going to have shit for that. We're going to have Starhawks with new new hotness. We're going to have obviously, obviously, we're going to have new um, squadron pilots. I mean, if they brought. Fucking Sienna Ree from that fucking book They're gonna bring whatever fucking vanguard and Titan squadron pilots they can from this Fucking bomb ass squadron game
0: So the first thing that I have to say about that is I think the most likely thing that they will definitely do again is another campaign a la rebellion in the rim or curling conflict I think another one will come at some point with new aces and new objectives right that's like you know that's not a hot take i want to see one that in addition to those includes ship cards and or you know the ship cardboard obviously as well i wonder if they haven't so far because they want to do a themed aces quote unquote pack um for ship cards but yeah i think like there's a big opportunity in reselling us the exact same models that we've already bought with new cards and cardboard that and, 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 you know, upgrade cards and, you know, commanders and titles and all of that stuff, right? Especially commanders. Like, and they've done some of that already with like new titles. Like, uh, didn't the victory get a title in the rebellion in the rim
1: or something? Yeah. That hero title.
0: Like, that's part of it another piece of it is the new like new versions of the same ship uh chassis and then Mm -hmm. the the lat then obviously like repaints like people love repaints of ships you don't have to you know keep inventing new ships you can sell me another nebulon with you know different stats and different colors and you know i'm fine with it uh and then the last thing that i think is un unknown territory so far at least in armada but is very well known to ffg is non ship expansions like sell me terrain with objective cards in it right like oh yeah you know you so you sold us a gravity well or whatever. That's just a piece of purple cardboard. That's a swirly thing in the middle of the board, but I would have paid, you know, more to have a cool three-dimensional object that I can place on the board that comes with new objectives. I think new objectives was something that they started with Coralian Conflict and I think is something that's a gold mine for the longevity of the game is every time every time I play with a new objective, I'm like, oh, I could have played this four more times with my, my same ships until I felt like, oh, I get this objective. I really understand this game. Right? It's like a, it's like a new mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. But
1: it just increases the field that you have to to manage while you're right. playing the game.
0: The dust fields were a good start. The exogorths are great. The whales that you know move across the map on that one objective. Cool. Yeah. You know, I mean I those th- are all
1: cool, but like if if they're able to sell a fucking busted up ATST to those Legion guys, why can't we get a fucking plastic Scarif shield gate? Exactly. That comes with all the fix-ins. Yep. You know, why do I have to go to a third party to get that shit?
0: Look Well I think like, that the one on Mel's is a little bit small. I saw pictures of it against next to an ISD and it's like
1: it doesn't yeah, it's seem small.
0: like it's scaled really in the right direction but but yeah like sell me a sixty dollar you know sheriff's scarif shield gate with um comes you know with an, an objective or, like or two good stuff yep you know and don't well, limit yourself pictures, right? you,
1: like you buy you buy the scarif shield gate objective pack you know like like all the legion guys get it comes with the plastic scarif. it comes with the the objective it comes with the whole story kit and caboodle everything and then um the Clone Wars intro packs, like where they have that whole set fleet. Imagine that, but with like a couple hammerheads, a medium ship, and then some U Wings and X Wings and special ships. And each faction gets its scarab pack, and you buy one of each, and then you fucking go into it. Yep. That would be incredible. Yep, I agree. I mean that's just what I would do. I, I mean, <laughs> like I mean, there's
0: there's more that you could do. Obviously beyond Scarif, right? Like you could just have a a Star Destroyer model, but it's like destroyed, right? And it's like
1: I want the white version of the Star Destroyer, the Rogue all One of these version. Shitty gray panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Rogue One, just pure white.
0: Yeah, I mean, but what I'm talking about is more of like a, a piece of terrain, right? Like destroyed Star Destroyer. The objective is like you have to rescue the crew on board, right? So you have to like send a ship over and dock with it for one turn or something, and yeah, every cool. turn that you have a ship docked with it, like you accumulate po- points, right? Like
1: mm-hmm. super
0: cool, makes you want to fly like speed zero, which is really dangerous. So the other guy might just like snipe you, um, mm-hmm. like you know.
1: But you can the you terrain can have, like plus the a addictive. couple flotillas, and then like if you have a flotilla at speed zero, like. Are they going to waste a shot on a flotilla, even if it will wipe it out immediately, because they can't use uh, their defense tokens? Yeah. Or do they shoot your fucking big ass ISD that's like right in front of them? Yep.
0: Yep. We I know like it's in that. space, like but idea. sell us just some like, terrain. You know.
1: Some some new shit, some terrain. Yeah, some terrain would be. I really mean, nice.
0: even if they just sold three D nice models of the obstacles that already come with the game, like people would buy that.
1: Yeah. I just want more shit. I wanna spend some money. Yeah. yeah I don't, haven't bought uh, anything for this game in in like seven months.
0: Since the last Onager? I can
1: buy. Since the Onager, yeah. The Onager was the last thing I bought for this game. And that came out a hell of a long time ago. I think last November, didn't it come out?
0: Uh the Onager Let's see.
1: What am I thinking?
0: It was released January thirty first of this year.
1: Yeah, 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 so well, fucking, that, that was the last thing I bought. For
0: and before game. that was the SSD. Yeah, exactly. Which before was that was like the, the SSD, right?
1: So it's like once a year Which I is can like, buy something for this game. Why is that? Which was is another
0: like, year before that?
1: There's just so much more that they can do.
0: And uh, I'm ready for it.
1: I'm ready for it. Okay, bye-bye.